Welcome to the Sports and Shit Podcast presented by Lots Brewing. We are joined each and every week with your host, Maddie. Can I, hey, I'm man enough to admit that I like a good nut of butter. And the amazing Smitty. Like, yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> your cock isn't three feet long. <laughs> no. So if you like your sport sprinkled in with a little bit of shit, this is the podcast for you. And now, our hosts, the amazing Maddie and Smitty. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Sportsmanship Podcast. It is episode 38 in season two and it is presented by Lops Brewing. You can follow us on Twitter at Sports and Shit Pod, also on Instagram, Sports Smitty. And we're on Facebook as well. You can catch us on all different platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. And we're happy to have you back with us this week after a week hiatus. I am Maddie and my co host is the king of swing smitty thank you king of swing <laughs> like like uh, yeah. am i one like of those like swing? yeah am i one of those like terrible 90s like swing bands like the brian setzer <laughs> orchestra am i one of those guys or oh no or am i like you know louis armstrong or something like that like yeah uh, maybe yeah I'd, I'd go more legendary right louis armstrong or like yeah, uh, you want to be like uh count basie or somebody Oh yeah. yeah, like uh, Miles Davis. Miles Davis. Yeah, I want to be. Go. I want to be somebody like that. I don't want to be Brian Setzer or. No, I don't even know what any of the other ones are. I knew it was hot for like ten minutes though in the nineties. There, it was hot. Bit. It was hot. Yeah, it was real hot. Uh, but it didn't have any legs. Uh, speaking of the nineties, Dion Estes passed away. He was the bassist for Wham, George Michael, and he passed away recently. Yeah, that was too bad. Too Wham many. was big for a hot second. They were. Uh, I was a big fan of Wham. Still am, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, it's uh, it. It feels like way too many people are passing away at this point. It is. Uh, it does. There. I mean, it's probably just because we're old. But it seems like <laughs> it seems yeah. like we're losing too many people that we've kind of grown up with. Yeah. So I don't it, like that. It has been. A, it has been sort of a string of. Especially musicians, right? Bands and such, like one after the other. Here, it's kind of people need to slow down. Yeah, I don't like bit. it. I don't like it one bit. I, no. I, I would sure. urge them to stop dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, people can stop dying. But yeah, there there have been some, and uh, you know, it was too bad that Dion Estes passed away, and now there's only one left. There's actually two: is you and is Andrew. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, that's all it's in Wham. Yeah. Right now, I don't think the reunion tour is going to happen. I don't think Andrew's <laughs> reaching no. out. No, you'd have to carry a bigger role in that, <laughs> right? And yeah. I'm I'm not prepared to do that this time. I, I just <laughs> no, I'm just not. No. no, I'm kind of burned out by the whole thing, no. honestly. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's like it's like going to you know to like a a group and like the fifth guy in the band is the lead singer all of a sudden. It just doesn't work that way. So I wouldn't see Wham anytime soon for sure. <laughs> all right, it's news time, and the news is brought to you by Lops Brewing. It's a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island. It specializes in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week. You can use the coupon code Sports to get ten percent off your online order. So visit www lopsbrewing.com and follow at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. And our first item, it is getting to be Halloween season, which means scary season, which means scary movies. And the 20 scariest movies ever made were announced on something called mentalfloss.com. <laughs> and uh, it's according to science. And they, they narrowed it down to 30 movies, 250 participants, uh, like a heart monitor on them. Oh, and okay. It was, and it was ranked by how you know how, how fast the heart rate got. Yeah. In these in these movies, there's only three, well, four movies in the twenty that I've even heard of, and that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween One, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, Paranormal Activity. But the only ones I'd really heard of because I'm not really a scary movie guy. Really? Um, yeah, they, yeah. Because the top the top one was Host. That was in 2020. Really? Two was Sinister in 2012. Three was Insidious in 2010. The Conjuring in 2013. And then Hereditary in 2018 with a top five. The Conjuring I've heard of. 
Have you heard the, of that one? The, yeah, the other ones, I, I have no idea. I'm not really a big scary movie guy either. But I'm surprised, like The Shining and like Poltergeist right. and right. The Exorcist. Like, I'm yes. surprised those ones aren't in there. Like, The Shining is pretty, pretty scary, pretty spooky. Yeah. You know, it's disturbing. Right. Uh, but maybe that didn't, I guess, maybe that didn't get the heart rate up enough in a, in a movie. I don't know. But the one that really scared me was Halloween 1 when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. That, that music. Yeah. And the fact that it can be kind of realistic. I mean, it's a psycho walking around the neighborhood. Like, it's kind of realistic. So, you know, it's a psych ward guy just going around killing people. So those are the types that scare me the most is when there can be some realism to it. Now, but I'm not a, I'm not a horror guy. Sorry. No, I never have been. I never have been either, really. I'll stick to the comedies and the dramas and the, you know, gangster gangster type movies. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's fine with me. You know what I am a fan of is sandwiches. (laughs) And (laughs) sandwiches taste better when they're made by someone else. According to Uberfax, this is actually a thing. It's not something you think is happening. When you make your own, you anticipate its taste and become less hungry for it. I 100% subscribe to this because I I do feel like even when you're cooking dinner, I feel like you make the food yourself and it's not as good if somebody else makes it. I am in agreement with you because I I always thought it was kind of like a sort of a weird thing. Like maybe it's just that I, I'm just happy someone else is making it. Right. But I think it's actually a, a thing where, where you're, as you're cooking it, you're thinking about how it tastes. Mm-hmm. And you kind of lose hunger for it because I guess the, the novelty wears off or whatever. Yeah. Either that uh, or you, you know, you don't make it as well or whatever. I don't know. Right. Yeah. You know, if somebody maybe else makes a dish and you make a dish, do. right. You know, maybe yeah. they make it slightly like, uh, yeah. Yeah, different. Your than your, stuff. Right. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe that's it. I don't know, but that's, I thought that was an interesting fact. Hmm. So how about this guy? How about this guy? He, he sells a catalytic converter online. The problem was in the photo, he left, he left a bag of meth on the coffee table in the photo. So he was arrested. First of all, I wouldn't know what a bag of meth looked like. No. Obviously, there's some people on there who, who know what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, I, if you've seen Breaking Bad, you probably know what the meth looks like. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But that's the only place I, that I could, I could spot it from would be Breaking right. Bad. Never well, seen. I guess there was, there was another. There was a there was a syringe on the table. <laughs> okay, well, that, so that's maybe, a yeah, that's so a little bit of a giveaway. Yeah, I uh, yes. yeah, I have never seen meth in person. No, uh, I've never seen cocaine in person. I've, right. I've uh, I've actually when we went to Vegas, I I think going on like about five years ago now. That was yeah. the first time that I'd ever been in an area where somebody did cocaine. I went into the bathroom oh. at the the sports bar we were at and there was two Irish guys in a stall and I heard them talking to each other. And at first I was like, okay, you know, maybe they're going to have sex in here. And then, you know, I hear them and I was like, okay, doing something a little different. But that was, that was, that's the only time that I've ever actually, and I didn't see them do it. I just heard it that I've ever been in the, in the same vicinity as cocaine. So wow. there you go. And don't don't lift the doorknobs or anything. Don't lick them or anything because that's make it a little residue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've never been near any type of hard drugs before in my life. Or and here's the thing: when people talk about hard drugs, like I I wouldn't even know where to get it. Like I don't even know like how would you begin the process of saying, "Boy, you know, I'd like to try heroin tonight." <laughs> you can't flip through the phone page. You know the you know the phone. Right. Book. I think you know, maybe you, I mean, you got to hang out. Yeah, I think you got to hang out in a bathroom in Vegas and be like, "Hey, Irish guys, so. yeah, <laughs> you know where I can yeah. get some uh, heroin? You know where? Yeah, I, you know I mean, where you, I... could look, you could be out there like a ticket scalper. Hey, got any? Got any? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coke. Yeah, just don't ask the wrong guy. Do you know Tizo Touchdown? He's a rapper. He's a new artist. Who is this? Tizo Touchdown is his name. No, and he has a real distinct look because he has nails in his hair. Like actual nails that you hammer into wood. Okay. Uh, they're, hanging from, they're, hanging, they're hanging from his hair. They're hanging from doing? his hair. Yeah. So we turn too quickly. Oh my he God. You can get it in the eye. Someone yeah. else can get it in the eye. So you can't stand. So maybe it's a whole social distancing thing. He's trying to keep people away. <laughs> like, look, you stand too close to me. You're within six feet. I swing my head yeah. a little bit. You could get a nail yeah. in, the, in the scalp, in the brain. I'll tell you. 
I'll tell you, people do anything to avoid wearing a mask. It's like incredible. <laughs> right. And hang nails from your fucking hair. Yeah. I, I don't know. What would you even come up with that idea? First of all, you are, you are your own worst enemy. You are in most danger because yeah. you move too quickly. Yeah. You get that sucker in the eyeball. Imagine, imagine if you're oh. driving, you get in a car accident. Then what yeah. happens? Your, your, your head gets, you know, jolted violently. Do you stab yeah. yourself in the face like my, 30 times? My, yeah. You actually, the airbag comes out and it friggin' yeah. you just destroy it. Yeah. Maybe you puncture <laughs> the airbag and then you die because your head hits yeah. the steering wheel. None of it's a good idea. I don't think there's any question. Uh, and there's a ton of them in his hair. It's not like a couple. Like like a couple barrettes, it's like the whole fucking hair. Right, it's not a it's not a hair scrunchie or a, a ribbon. Of, no, no, it's not no. soft. He's got fucking a nine inch nails in his. Uh, maybe it was a nine inch nail stem. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Tizo touched that was a nine inch nail stem. Yeah, maybe you know. Well, Trent Reznor. Uh, hey, when? <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. Wendy's much beloved uh, Frosty isn't only for dessert anymore; it's for breakfast too. You can get a Wendy's Frosty cereal. At the local uh, stores. Can they stop with this? Please. I know. Can they I know. stop with making everything into a cereal? <laughs> stop it. I'll tell you, there's a ton of cereals. Like the cereal aisle is the whole fucking aisle now. Like it's everything. It's just like it's just consumes half the fucking store now. And I don't know how many people eat cereal. Must be a ton. But there's literally thousands of cereals out there. My son eats it's, it every single night. Every night, every cereal? single night before he goes See, to bed, fruity pebbles. Wow! Before he goes wow. to sleep. I mean, I, I back in the day, I could kill a whole box of cereal without a problem. Oh yeah, no question. But at night, if I had it, I'd be up all night with some sort of hot burn or some sort of reflux or nope. something. He powers through that every single night. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fruity. We've talked about this before. I'm not a mm. big fruity cereal guy. I'm more of a of a chocolate or golden Grahams or like cinnamon crust toast crunch. I'm not a big fruity pebbles, fruity fruit loops, you know, that type of stuff. I'm not big into that. Yeah. That uh, fake, uh, fruity taste. Yeah. I, I like the fruity pebbles a lot. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I, I really like my favorite cereals though, are probably like cinnamon toast crunch and Apple Jacks. Yeah. Maybe, maybe honey nut cereals. Yeah. It, it really is. That's probably my favorite. It is so good. Yeah. It, it, it really is. That's one. I could take an extra live box and just destroy it. Oh in yeah. One sitting. No, no doubt. I love that. And I do like the, I do uh, like the cocoa pebbles and the cocoa crispies and that shit too. Yes. Yeah. And I like to get the chocolate milk at the end. Oh yeah. On it. 100%. 100%. So as a man who has lived on scary raw meat diet, including chicken for three years now, he's been eating raw meat. And he's still alive and fairly healthy. And he looks kind of fit. Really? Can you imagine eating? First of all, I wouldn't want to eat raw meat. What are you doing? Why can't you throw it in a pan for five minutes? Like, seriously. Like, what are you doing? He's going back to, like, nature, right? Going back to caveman oh, yes. times. Yeah, he's going back. I mean, that's that's just, you're just asking to get you salmonella are. or, you, you are. know, just physically ill at some point. You yeah. are. You're just asking for it. I'm surprised yeah, it happened. You're, you're asking to die. Ugh, that's. It's just yeah. makes my skin crawl. Raw chicken. Oh, like parasites and raw. Oh yeah. And worms and shit. I don't know. And I again, why? <laughs> like yeah. Like why would you putting yourself in that? Why when zero other people do it in the entire world? Right. And you're the only one. Mm -hmm. There's a reason, dude. Yeah. Like there's a reason. And I'm not sure why. What what statement are you making by having raw meat? Because you can until you die. I mean, wouldn't you much rather have a chicken parm than like a raw yeah. a raw piece of chicken? Oh God, yeah, a nicely I mean, cooked chicken with a little bit of like a little bit of that breading, like a little, yeah. little crispy on the outside, yeah. a little moist on the inside. Give me a chicken cutlet. Give me a chicken parm. Don't Fuck give me yeah. a raw fucking chicken. Get oh, out of here with that. No, even just, chicken masala. There's so many ways to cook things. There's so many ways to cook things that make it taste so much better than, than raw right. chicken. In so many ways to do it quickly, like you could do it quickly in like an air fryer, yeah, or somewhere. Like, like it's not like it's even time. Like you can cut down the time, but cook the, but cook the goddamn thing. Yeah, cook the goddamn thing. <laughs> Serious, <laughs> seriously. But that guy out, outlived this woman who nearly died after eight-hour wedgie from high-waisted shorts. She nearly, she nearly died like, from a wedgie. Nearly died from a wedgie. She had to have surgery. Oh my god! Because the wedgie for eight hours. 
first of all, if a wedgie is that invasive, like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Is fashion really that big of a deal with you? Like, yeah. Oh my God. I feel Just like to- maybe throw on a pair of joggers or something. Just yeah. give yourself a little room. Give yourself a little space. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself a little breathing room, you yeah. know, whatever. I mean, she, she's she, not, she, she's not free balling, but you know. Like, no, let, no. let your cooch breathe a little bit there, but she's sweetheart. Free, free towing. <laughs> yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah. Fritos? She likes, she likes, she likes Fritos? Frito? <laughs> yeah. She contracted a bacterial infection from wearing high-waisted <laughs> denim shorts for eight hours. Throw some underwear on, too, there. Yeah. How about this? People are fucking crazy. They really she are. She had a video on TikTok. And she recounted it, recounted what happened, and had eight million views. Wow, eight eight million views of her of her uh, smothered cooch. <laughs> smothered cooch. Can yeah. you can you do me a favor and maybe with our logo in the background, maybe wear some like high waisted shorts that really like hug your balls, right? Can right. You, and then almost die from it, and then just right. put and up a little, put up a little, yeah, put yeah. up a little video TikTok explaining style. it, and we'll be internet but, famous. And the podcast will yeah. take off. Can you can you do that for me? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to try that. I'm okay. going to try like to like to have the you know, just right up in my nuts as hot as I do you, can. Do you remember the in like in like the 80s the coaches used to wear like the Saucony sneakers, and then they used to oh, wear yeah. like the the really tight like those coaches shorts. Remember yeah, those the things? Bike shorts. They were they were like coaches shorts. They were like yeah, they were like right. bike brand, but they were like right. super short. And they hugged your nuts and they were like, just, I think our freshman basketball coach used to wear those things. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He used to, he used to wear those. And they made your nuts look like little acorns, like in a a sack, like just sitting there. So maybe you find a pair, maybe you find a pair of those. You go old school, you go high, you go high, you know, over the calf, you know, striped socks, throw a pair of sockinies on some of these Mm -hmm. bike, you know, nut huggers and, you know, (laughs) maybe, maybe go tank just because. Okay. And, and, and then, uh, yeah. I think we're golden. I think we're okay, good. I'll, I'll try that. I'll yeah. try, what used to piss me off about that freshman basketball coach is that he would wear those, but he'd make us wear a jock strap and right. make us make, make us show him the yeah. jock strap, which right. is weird. Yeah. I mean, right that now, is weird. I mean, th- yeah. these days he couldn't get away with that. No, no. He'd line up on the baseline and like, you had to pull your thing down to, right. to show the yeah. jock strap. Yeah. You, like, come on, dude. No, that's, that's, that's you, probably not allowed at all these right, days. No. No, I'm I'm saying these days he might get fired for that. That might be a fireable offense. He would, he would offense. be all over Yahoo News for that. Oh yeah, he, he absolutely would. And what I what I what I don't understand is why anybody didn't ask this question to him. Why do you care <laughs> this much right. to see my scrotum in a netting <laughs> before practice? Why do you care that much? Where am I not <laughs> in a netting? No. <laughs> right, and that's exactly what it was. The netting with a strap. Like those are terrible. They are. God almighty. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how they were supposed to protect you. But this woman, after one day, had a throbbing, stabbing pain. So she visited a doctor who gave her antibiotics for a possible skin infection in my ass crack, she noted in the TikTok video. So she had a uh, cellulitis skin infection in her ass crack. That'll kill the mood. <laughs> I think, I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, it will. Yeah, yeah, I think the, uh, the uh, mood uh, is dead. It is. Uh, hey, speaking of concerts and groups you want to see, New Kids on the Block is going to be joined by Rick Astley, Salt and Pepper, and En Vogue next next year in a tour. So Rick Astley joining New Kids on the Block. You know what? I'm a Salt. fan of Rick Astley. I, I like it. I'd see Rick Astley. Yeah, I don't know if I would uh, I'll go. Be honest, I'd see Rick Astley and then leave. I think. I was I was just going to say I'm, I'm not sure I care too much about the other people, right. but but I would sure as hell go see Rick Astley. If you want, if you want, if Rick Astley, this is what I, this is what I need to have happen. I need Rick Astley and Colin Hay to get together and play like a small venue. And I'll be there. Oh my God, can you imagine that? And I would go 100%. Oh my God, I would 100% go. Like, you know how good that would be? That would be so good. I know. That's what I'm saying. both play like, you know, 15 song sets. Like, right. Oh my God. Yeah. Almighty. That would be so good. It really would be. That's yeah, that's two wicked talented people. That would be great. I feel like I should be a concert promoter. Maybe I should do you that. Should. Yeah, maybe you should. Concert promotion. Yep. That may be a job next week. Yeah. Rick Astley, Colin promoter. Hay at like the, you know, South Shore Melody Tent or the Orpheum yeah. or someplace. 
Oh, oh God, yeah. Well, the House oh, of God, Blues, yeah. you know, give me a 500-seater. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Let's get after that would be it. so good. Let's do that. Let's get on that campaign. Maybe I'll just Let's start tweeting at them. to have those two guys yeah. on, on the podcast. I would love that. We might just go hard at that. Just give me five minutes, Rick. You know, hope, hopelessly falling. Say what I want. Do what I want. <laughs> Say what I want. Do what I want. Uh, hey, how about this lunatic who coaches the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell? He had some inter- interesting things to say in his presser. Coffee doesn't get the job done anymore. I've progressed to harder stuff. It's been snowing in Allen Park. I'll leave it at that. Seriously, dude? If you need to know where to get cocaine, there's your man. Yeah, there's my man, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Thank you. I mean, in a press conference, will knowingly tell you yeah. all to hear. In a press conference, he's basically yes. telling you in a press conference with national media around. Look, yes, caffeine doesn't do it for me. I need the cocaine. Yes, we'd be or be on coffee. I I do blow. In the he said room. snowing. He he didn't he didn't go like I'm going extra strength coffee or lattes no. or like espressos no. and shit. He's like no, no. cocaine. That's what I need. He doesn't mean like snow. He doesn't mean Splenda or, no. or equal. He means cocaine. Yes, he does. And he would say, he will say that in a presser. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Okay, Dan. Uh, how about, how about this Dan winning game? That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Megan Trainer and her husband have toilets next to each other. Would you have toilets next to your nope. wife? No, nope. I'm not sure why. Again, why would you need toilets next to each other? I think I think I saw this. They say they go to bath the bathroom at the same time. Megan, you mean to they tell me the- wherever you live, you only have one fucking bathroom? They go to the bathroom at the same time? Yeah, that's what she said. Something like they go to the bathroom at the same time, so they have toilets next to each other. Go oh, into sure. a different <laughs> fucking bathroom. You can afford yeah. to have a house with like nine bathrooms. Yes, like if, sure if, if that's me together. and my wife, like I'm on in one wing and she's in the other yeah. wing. Like yes. I don't want to be in the bathroom with you at the same time. I don't. No. We have double and sinks. You know we she, never she once. That either. No, <laughs> never once have we used the double sinks at the same fucking time. It, no. it, we have them, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right. It doesn't right. matter at all. Right. We, I mean, we yeah. might as well have one sink on the ground. It doesn't right. matter. Right. It doesn't matter. At all. It doesn't matter. Because we don't go don't, in the bathroom at the same time. Don't do yeah. that. Stop doing that. Go into one of your eight other bathrooms. Jesus Christ. I mean, and she grew up in Nantucket, didn't she? I mean, she had at least three bathrooms to begin with. Right. Before she became famous. Yeah. Like, it's not like she's hurting. No. For crying out loud. What are you doing? The celebrities are really wackos. They really are. They have jobs. Go in the bathroom at the same time in the same bathroom. Yeah. Like, we're, yeah. we're not sure when we're going to shower and bathe ourselves. We'll, know, we'll yeah. wash our kid that. when he looks dirty. Come on. Right. Smarten up, all of you. Smarten up. Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all wackadooskies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that I, I missed out. I had Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez in the pool, so I missed that one because I thought they'd have toilets next to each other. But, but these two clowns. Uh, and I saw Megan Trainor in concert. She's actually pretty good. I mean, she's, she's pretty good. I don't, I don't mind her. Yeah, she has a nice voice. I don't know why... Uh, I don't know why she needs a toilet next to her. I, I can't imagine. Like, I have a hard time going in a public restroom right. with people I don't know mm-hmm. and, and going and, like, doing little, you know, farts and sharts, like, while people <laughs> are at the sink. Like I, I get, like, I get, like, like embarrassed. Yeah. Like, I have to have it empty. But I don't want someone sitting next to me who's, like, my wife or spouse or whatever. No. My gosh. No. Uh, you know what's really dangerous, though, is the world's most dangerous sex position and do you know what that is? I don't. It is the reverse cowgirl. Yeah, the reverse cowgirls have the most incidents of broken penises. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Made me just I mean, cringe. Yeah, I know. Doesn't it? Like, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Your penis doesn't have a bone, but it does have this sort of, like, it'll, it'll break and it'll, and it'll get, you know, swell up like it's broken. Yeah. It's a real, I guess it's really painful. Like, I've managed to avoid it. But that is like, it makes me cringe too. I mean, can you imagine? My God. Like, oh God. Yeah. Can you not get hurt having sex? <laughs> I know. I'm at the point now where I'd probably be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go, yeah, whoa. Go, go easy. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> go whoa. easy. Don't break thing. Yeah. Don't break the fucking thing. Easy there, cowgirl. Yeah. Settle down. <laughs> easy. easy. 
Easy. Yeah. Yeah. We're not trying to break anything. Oh God. I mean, honestly, at this age, like, if we just do it right and <laughs> get it done without any injuries. If you're going to do it, do it right. That's a, that's a, <laughs> is that a Wham song? That's a Wham song, is it? If you're, what? What is it? If you're going to do it, do it right, right, do it with me. If yes, that's it. Wham. That's yeah. Wham. Nice. There you yeah, go. I mean, you're Tying it in. So you know, but yeah. Or take your time, do it right. Yeah. You can do it, baby. I don't know who do that is. But. Yeah. So yeah. the, uh, take, yeah. Take time. So you can see right there why I'm not, uh, I'm not in any rush to get the uh, the Wham group back together. <laughs> right, because you don't even know the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, so I <laughs> should know that first. Uh, hey, great news. Matt Veskersen informed ESPN executives that he is leaving Sunday Night Baseball. So I don't have to listen to that abortion anymore. Veskersen and Alex Rodriguez are awful. And uh, we're real sort of pro-Yankee, uh, it seemed. It did seem like even that. Even though I... I don't, I don't typically like get involved in that stuff because I don't really think announcers really have a shot in the game. Like they don't really care. Like I really believe that. I think some people just get frustrated and, and think it's slanted, but I think 99% of the time it's really not. But in this case, I was, I was a little like, it might be that they were a little more excited about the Yankees, but uh, Baskersian left Sunday Night Baseball. So it'll be interesting to see who will take that over. It's going to be, I think I saw like some of the replacements that looked like they were like Yankee, like actual Yankee guys, like Michael Kay and some other yeah. clown. And, oh, that's just what we need. Yeah, really. I'll tell you what, I, I've been thinking about this a while because there's been a lot of talk about like announcers and analysts and how bad they are. And I think that right now across the board, nationally, mm-hmm. I'm talking national level, mm-hmm. I think that the announcing is as bad as it's ever been. Like, I don't have, like, you used to have so many iconic, like, national guys, like, national announcers. Yeah. And even the analysts were good back in the day. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's very few who are even worth listening to. Like, it's a hard listen. Yeah, I agree with you. And I don't know why. Like, I can't put my finger on why is it so bad. But there I, used to be so many legends. Yeah, I feel think? like they try. They try to all oh, be know, a little bit too polished, a little bit too yeah. by the book radio guy, rather than kind of into the game. And you know, right? Like I, I feel like um, the guy that fills in for the for the Sox actually is pretty good. Mike Monaco. I feel like he's Mike Monaco. I think I like him. Yeah, I, I think he's pretty good. I think he's I pretty do. good. And obviously, Mike Goldman is very good at basketball. He is. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've been kind of lucky around here. Jack is, uh, Jack Edwards for the Bruins just talks like way well, too much. Incessantly. I wish he would and let he, the game breathe a little bit sometimes, but yeah. And he, and he takes forever, like takes forever to get to a point mm-hmm. or goes way out in left field and then comes back and like, what the hell are you just talking about? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? And I think even Andy Brickley gets a little irritated with it. So, yeah. Okay, Jack, bring it down a little bit. Um, but I think though, like you said, I think more announcers should use more of their personality. Like I like Sean McDonough because he'll say like, I know he said something the other day that wasn't great, but, but he'll say like, he'll get on, he'll get on a decision. He'll get on an umpire or he'll, you know, he'll be more human, you know, as he's announcing. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone else is thinking. So why not just say it? Like yeah, say if, it. if the umpire yeah. makes a call instead of just you know, completely ignoring it or being like, Whoa, that looked like it was a little more outside than it, than, you know, what the call was just say that wasn't a strike. That was not a strike. This could come back to haunt this team or, you know, whatever it is, you know, like the end of the giants Dodgers game, you know, the guy, the giants guy get called out on a, on a check swing that he didn't swing and they called strike three, you know, season over. And they were just like, man, whatever season over. (laughs) <laughs> see you later. See you later. Yeah, see ya. That'll be all for tonight. Hey, we have a couple of former Celtics in a major health insurance fraud scheme. $4 million worth of fraud. Uh, and there were some named, uh, and Glenn Baby Davis was one of them. Mm-hmm. Glenn Davis, 18. Tony Allen. Yeah, Tony Allen. Uh, I think, wasn't it, um, didn't I see like Milt Palacios? <laughs> Those guys. Yeah, the guy who masterminded the whole thing was with the Celtics for like a hot second, I think. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah, it was a um, Tony Allen, Shannon Brown of the Lakers, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course Big Baby Davis. Terrence Williams was the ringleader, and he was an eleventh overall pick in '09 by the Nets. But he did have a cup of coffee, I think, with the Celtics he later did. on. Yeah, but sixteen of the eighteen of them were in custody after arrests in a dozen locations nationwide. It's a big FBI investigation, 
and they engaged in a wide, widespread scheme from at least 2017, taking four million bucks and two point five million dollars in fraudulent proceeds. So this is a kind of a big deal. It is, you know? and and it surprises me that people are this stupid and or greedy. Like Tony Allen, yes. I think I heard somebody looked it up or whatever. He's made like over thirty five million dollars in his career. He's defrauding the insurance companies yeah, for like a million bucks was, or whatever. Like yeah. smarten up, you fucking dumbass. I know. Like what I are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah I, yeah. I mean, I could see if you were someone from the eighties that didn't make a ton of money. Right. But these guys make a shit ton of money. Why are you, why are you performing any type of criminal activity? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like take your money and bank it and then you bank a bunch of it, let the interest grow and then blow whatever you want to blow. I mean, Antoine Walker blew 85, was it $85 million or something? Yeah. Like you can't take like half of that and just put it in the bank and let it grow and then blow the other 40, you know, whatever. Right. Okay. They get used to living a lifestyle okay. where they, you know, have yeah. all the stuff and jewelry and cars and gambling and all this other stuff. So it feels like they need some kind of a financial advisor or they fucking... Do. Charles Schwab to show up and be like, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. there, Twan. Yeah, whoa, hey. Let's, yeah. Uh, let's take our money off the roulette table right now and throw a little of it yeah. in the bank. How about that? Yeah. Do you really need that 100 grand from the health insurance company? Do you really need it? So a wedding photographer deleted all the pictures she took and walked out after the bride and group said she couldn't have food or water. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Uh, why would you not give the, f- the photographer a meal? I mean, why would you not? That's that might be one of the biggest dick moves I've ever heard of. That's a dick move. That really is a dick. You know move. what? I, you know what I would do if I was the photographer? I would save one picture of like the bride and groom, and I would like draw like mustaches and like fake teeth <laughs> on them, and like <laughs> dicks in their face and all this stuff. Yeah. And I would send them the one picture and be like, "Here you go. Here is here's your wed- happy, here's your wedding, wedding photo. Enjoy. Happy wedding." This is after we heard of that that couple that billed everybody two hundred forty dollars who didn't show up right. to the wedding. Yeah, I mean that's dick move one B. I mean, my God, but I could see that. I could you could almost talk me into something like that, but you can't talk me into not giving the photographer food and water. Seriously, wow, you're employing them. So like you're employing yeah. them, and you're going to have them come to a place and work, and then you're going to be like, yeah. no, you can't, you can't eat, you can't have any water. You just have to work the whole time and yeah, there's uh, no, yeah, there's no leisure. Yeah. You're just working. There's no, you know, there's, you don't get a 15 minute break or anything. Nothing. Yeah, that's, that's really something I want to be nitpicky about. Well, now you don't have any wedding photos. So that's, so there you go. Yeah. So hopefully they have those little Kodak little. Yeah. The table cameras where, where the aunt's cameras. taking a picture of like, you know, the centerpieces and the, you know, oh, yeah. the kids with the thumb yeah. in the middle of the photo. So, you know, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. With a ton of headroom. Right. Yeah, those are great. Did you hear that one of the most wanted fugitives in the world might have been sitting right behind home plate at a Dodgers game in 2016? I did see that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. TMZ reported that there was a fugitive that was possibly spotted there at a Dodgers game. That's ballsy, huh? I mean, it sit right up front and center, like behind home plate. Right, behind home plate. You're not you're not yeah. like down the first baseline or under the concourse no. or Whatever, you just be like, here, here I am, most wanted fugitive number six, right behind home plate. Hey, you know, you know what, you know, you know what I should do. You know what, you know what they should do. They should look for Brett Laundry, that dude that killed his girlfriend yep. or whatever, at behind home plate at one of the playoff games. <laughs> they should look there first. They should, yeah. First maybe place you want to look. And then second thought, maybe we should try to get the rabies because rabies can cause men to ejaculate twenty to thirty times a day uncontrollably. Wow. If you had rabies, it's like machine gun. Machine salad. gun ejaculate. <laughs> yes. It's like a machine gun. 20 to 30 times a day uncontrollably. You know who needs if the rabies, rabies is all the all the guys in the porn industry. They need the rabies. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Give, shoot them some, with a little bit of rabies. Yeah. Shoot, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just give them a little <laughs> bit. A little, hey, come over here. I'm going to give you a pinch of rabies. Yeah. Yeah, what? What did you say? What'd you say? Yeah. Just a little, just a little, <laughs> just a little prick, just a little nip, yeah. just a little, yeah, just a little tip, yeah. a little, yeah. little tiny bit of rabies. 
and then uh, you know you'll be able to shoot it all over the place. For, is you know, that like hours and hours. can you like can you spread the rabies through ejaculate? Like, you know that's you... a that's a valid question. You know it I is. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to pretend like I do. <laughs> no. That might be that might be something for WebMD. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. And in fact, I just learned that you could you could shoot your load twenty to thirty times on control. <laughs> right. So why would I know? Yeah, that's if it's contagious. Right. That's news to me. Actually, this is this is <laughs> yeah yeah. Learn something new every day on this very do. program, don't you? So that's the one positive. Well, I guess if it's a positive, I don't know. Is that a positive? I mean, do you want to ejaculate? If it's uncontrollably, uncontrollably? no, no, yeah. I don't think I do. No, I don't think so. If you're driving down the street and you just yeah. shoot a load or what if you're, what if you're like, what if you're at this, you know, you're in the line at the supermarket or something, yeah. then all of a sudden you're just shooting a load in your pants. It, yeah. You're like, oh, wait, oh, wait, hold on a minute. Yeah. Can you, sir, can you hit paper plastic with that? No. Yeah. How many bags you get? Hold yeah. on. You know? I got to need a paper bag. I need something to clean this up with. <laughs> right. Do you have any condoms? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you probably would have to. You probably would have to wear a condom all the time, you wouldn't you? Have to wear a condom. I guess that's one way you could all the time. It's almost like a pull-up, like a diaper, right? Sorts. Well, or you could wear a pull-up, I suppose. Yeah, you, I mean, you could, you but just, maybe a condom. Speculate right in the pull-up, pull-up. I want it to be a little more isolated. Yeah, you know, because it does get down your legs and stuff. This so. is probably the this is probably the uh, application for the uh, for the used condoms. <laughs> You know yes. all those all those used condoms. You probably use them yeah. for something like this. Yeah, wouldn't you? I, I would. I would assume. I think yeah. so. So they got. I have Skittles now that are without the shell. So these Skittles Chewies, no shell. <laughs> so that's just like the mush middle. Like what? How does that even form? I don't know. That's it's like an M and M. It's like an M M&M and M without the shell. Just a chocolate. Without just the, a. It would just, just a like chewy a inside. What's I mean, interesting? I'm, I'm, I don't mind. I mean, I don't have a handful of Skittles, but I'm not going to run to the store and buy Skittles. I don't know. Whatever. I don't really run to the store. I don't really run to the store to buy candy. I I eat, I get chocolate. If I'm going to have stuff, I get chocolate, but I don't, I don't get the, the uh, sugary fruity stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I I will eat them though. I'll eat the hell out of some Skittles. Well, yeah. I mean, if someone's got a bag of Skittles, I'm like, Hey, can I have a handful of that? Sure. You know, I don't stock the shelves. I don't stock the cabinets with them. So if you can invite one NHL player to join your Thanksgiving dinner, who would it be? Oh, that's a that's a that's a hard one. That's a good one though. Yeah, one NHL one player. player. I'm probably going somebody Bruins. I don't know. I think I'm probably going like I'm. I think I'm probably going Marchand. Yeah. I mean, so, I yeah, lo- I love you know, Bergeron, and he would be respectful yeah. and nice and whatever. Yeah. But Marchand seems like he'd probably be fun. Yeah, pasta probably would be. Oh, too. pasta. That's a good one too. Pasta. Yeah. Yeah, maybe pasta, maybe pasta over yeah. over Marshan just because he's just because the language barrier it might be funny, and, right. and pasta does though you know he did the Barbie girl thing and he's a little bit he of a piece of work. I probably wouldn't invite Demi Lovato for she thinks the term aliens is derogatory to extraterrestrials. <laughs> yeah, oh now you think this? You think there's my... life out there? I do. You talk to your peeps out in the uh, yeah universe. Yeah, yeah ET. Whatever it was, yeah. phone home. It's derogatory. Don't want to be called aliens, non-aliens. What the hell would you call them? What, what's politically correct? Yeah, I don't know. Space people. Space people. People from space. They're probably not people though. That that term. No. They, they might feel that's derogatory. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's it's. I guess it's not as bad as if you killed your imaginary friend, as a Florida man on drugs killed his man, imaginary friend and turned himself in. Well, at least he turned himself in. I mean, Florida's, Florida's going Florida, aren't they? Oh, man. Isn't it ever? Isn't it ever? If you kill your imaginary friend, you turn yourself in. What happens then? Like, you don't get arrested. You didn't kill anybody, dude. You didn't what, kill anyone. <laughs> what about the guy who killed his his uh, his sex doll? Did he get in oh, trouble? Right. Yeah, he, he, broke her, he broke her in half or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Hospitalized her. Did he get in trouble? Oh, you know what? That's abuse of a abuse of call them sex dolls anymore. Is that offensive? That's probably that's probably derogatory. They probably they probably probably find offense to that. That's derogatory too. Everybody needs to stop it. Stop being derogatory. (laughs) Hey, a full time job will pay you forty four thousand two hundred dollars a year to lay in bed. You can do whatever you want in bed for your thirty seven and a half hour work week. 
this is my dream job. <laughs> Could you ejaculate <laughs> 20 to 30 times a day in bed? Yeah, if you shoot me with a little bit of rabies <laughs> and let me lay in bed, I can make almost 45 grand and, uh, and just lay and there. I'll need a few sets of sheets. I don't know if I, honestly, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. Like, I don't think so. I mean, look, I don't, I don't love working as much as the next guy and everything, but I got to do something. I can't lay in bed. You're going to get bed sores. And oh yeah. I can't lay in bed. No. I mean, first of all, why the fuck are you laying? What job, <laughs> what value are you bringing to the table yeah. if you're laying in bed That's a, that's a valid day? point. What is the purpose of this? What is the purpose of this whole thing? They want to see you let yourself go. You just put on weight and then yeah. you die. What are they, what are they, what is the end game there? What is the, Oh, so, Oh, okay. So you're, you're getting paid per year to lie in bed all day watching Netflix. Okay. So you're a Netflix person and I guess you're watching must be some sort of focus group situation. I mean, if you want to let me watch Netflix 37 hours a week and move around, if I don't have to be in bed, if I can just watch Netflix from wherever I feel like watching Netflix for 40 hours a week, sign me up. I'm down with that. Sure. So that, yeah, I guess for eight hours a day, yes. So that's fine. But I, and I couldn't just lay in bed forever and, no. and do nothing. No. I mean, but hey, yeah, I mean, I'll try it. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Again, I mean, if, if you've got the rabies, then you're going to be moving around a little bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so that's the news brought to you by Lost Brewing. Anyway, before we, before we get going, let's, let's do our predictions for the Sox. You were at the Sox game four. I was. It was the atmosphere was something else, wasn't it? It was. See, I haven't been to a Sox game in a very long time. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I tried to go early in the year, but the game was rained out. So before that, it's probably been you know four or five years. So it's it's almost like a concert atmosphere in there. It yeah. was. We were in a section with a bunch of lunatics, really? lunatics. But it was <laughs> loud. It was yeah. raucous. Like everybody was into it. We were standing up most of the game. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time I've, I've done that at a sporting no. event where I've been well, standing it was, it was most of four, the game. Right? No, was it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a night game. It was a night game. Oh, well, so the next yeah. game. So it was Monday night. Yeah, it was, oh, a, it was Columbus Day. Yeah, it was, seven, it was 7 o'clock. Okay, so it was Columbus Day and most people were ripping beers all day long. Yeah, because the marathon was early that morning too. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there you go. But we were at the 2004 ALDS when, when Ortiz homed off Jared Washburn, and that was that place went mental that game. But for what you were saying, and for what I saw on on the TV, is like everybody was like standing like all game. Yeah, it was like almost like a college atmosphere. Like it really was sports atmosphere, and they were into every pitch, and it was so different than we've seen the last few years. Even in the you know when they've been pretty good and like or really good in eighteen when they won it. Yeah, I mean the crowd is is into it and want to win the world series, but that seemed even more alive. It was like, it was crazy. And I it don't was. know if they, I don't know if the team focused on, you know, younger guys, but it was a lot of like mid twenties, early thirties guys in there just hooting and hollering and bringing a lot of energy. There was a ton of energy. I absolutely destroyed my knee when Kike hit the walk off oh, really? sacrifice fly. Yeah. We were all standing up. So everybody's jumping and up and down on each other. And I, rammed the, my knee into the seat in front of me probably three times. And oh, I shit. literally, my kneecap is black and blue. I have like a cut on my kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, my leg swelled up. Like I literally, like literally it still hurts me now. And this was what, I don't know how many days ago it was. So almost week ago. Right. Wow. Uh, I don't know. There's a possibility That's that crazy. I fractured my kneecap at the Red Sox game. <laughs> That's the second time you've had a harrowing experience. Remember that time you hit your head on the, oh, on the banister? Yeah. Yeah. Drilled your head on the banister. Yeah. Good times. Oh, God. You were reaching down for a soda or something and right. destroyed your head. I mean, right underneath the brim of my hat. Yeah. Forehead Boom. right into the bar. Awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. All right. Predictions for the series. I... I still, I don't know. It's just, just something keeps holding me back on the Red Sox. And, and I, I'm going to go Astros in six. I'm going to be Debbie Downer. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought the Sox were going to lose in four to Tampa. So, yeah, um, me too. I think, I think Astros and, you know what? I'll go Astros in seven just, just for, just for fun. Okay. Um, so they'll win it at home. And so they'll win Houston. it at home and in Houston. And it'll be uh, Houston Dodgers final. Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. I think the Braves, kind of like the Red Sox, are 
this is kind of gravy for them too. They lost to Acuna Jr. early on for the year, and and they're kind of they're kind of an upstart right now too. And they're they're hot and they're playing well. And they had a really good they had a really good matchup with the Brewers. That was a good matchup for them. But now I don't I don't think they have enough to beat the Dodgers. So I'm kind of with you, Houston and in L. A. And I and I really think L. A. is going to win it again. I do too. Dave Roberts, who has been now, this would be his third World Series in four years, right? Yeah. And they still don't let him, like, pick the pitcher. No, I know. Unbelievable. (laughs) He, like, had a vote in who would start, and they started the reliever over Urias, who was, like, the 20-game winner. And they sort of trumped him and said, okay, we're going to go with the the opener for the game. And uh, it's amazing that he could win. He could go three out of four and win back-to-back. But I'm really hoping the Dodgers don't win. Yeah, I I, I was kind of hoping that it would be uh, Sox and Braves. But then at the same time, I kind of want to see Sox against Mookie. I think that'd be pretty fun. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, Sox against Mookie would be great. Yeah, that would be good. So either one would be a good. It would be. It would be. You have the old Boston Braves angle, and you have Atlanta, and, and I think the Red Sox have a better chance of beating Atlanta. Yeah, I agree so with you. you. Have that going for you too. And then one last item: Charlie McAvoy signs a, an eight-year deal. And um, seventy six million dollars, seven five, seven eight, seven five. No, uh, nine and a half, eight seventy six. Eight years, seventy six million. Yeah. It was interesting to me that the, when I first saw it, that the Bruins would go that high because historically, obviously, they've had a lot of hometown discounts mm-hmm. uh, amongst the team. Charlie Coyle was really the one that wasn't a hometown discount. I mean, they gave him for for what he's produced, pretty fair market value as far as Charlie's concerned. But uh, so this is like the second time. And that big number was kind of surprising to me. But when you have a salary cap that's going to change in the next couple of seasons, now that the pandemic winds down, you have fans in the seats, you'll get uh, the salary cap will go up year to year. So by year four or five, this is a really sweet deal. Like this is sort of, this is a steal by then. So, and, and I think he'll do well. His offensive numbers haven't been great because he hasn't had a lot of power play time. But, you know, that's a big part of it. Another part of it is that he doesn't really look for his offense, I think, enough. So hopefully he does. And if he gets to that 50, 60 point bar, you know, mark that, like Kale McCarr has, then it's a really great deal. Yeah, I mean, I think he's starting to come into his offense a little bit more. I think it's gone up each year. The end of last year when he started to get a little bit of power play one time, he was, I think, the leading, you know, based on like the time on the power play, like the leading point producer. <laughs> for the power play uh, in the league or close to it. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to end up being a very good deal for them. You know, they get him for most of his prime years. So um, I think it's going to end up being a steal. And, you know, you lock up one of your core young people for Mm -hmm. a long time. So uh, I think it's a win-win, really, for Charlie and the Bruins. I I think so, too. And if you look ahead to next year, they'll have, looks like about 12 million in cap space uh, with DeBrusque being an RFA, Sabor will be an RFA, uh, and then Bergeron's a, a UFA. Uh, and then the following year after that is when Parsonar comes up. Uh, and that'll be interesting to see what Parsonar will agree to. Now he's taken a, you know, a team-friendly hometown kind of discount, and if he still is you know, in the high 40s goal scorer type in the league, and he's still 24, 25 years old, he'll be 26 or so, I would assume he's going to want more market value now. Yeah. So this is kind of the thing that 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 sort of opens the door for players now in negotiations because now McAvoy got a market value deal. Like mm-hmm. he didn't take a hometown discount. So Matt may be gone now. So this makes Don Sweeney's job a little bit harder. I think I so think. too. I think so too. Yeah. But they have a lot of turnover coming up. They've already lost Krejci and Rask. You know, Bergeron may play another year or two. Who knows? Maybe not. And then, um, you know, you have Hall pretty long-term. Then you have Pasternak coming up for a deal. So... You're going to have some some money that can be spent because a lot of big big salary guys are are going to be gone. But it's what you do with that and how you turn the roster over that's going to be really important. Absolutely, when it's moving forward. But I think it's a good deal, and I think that you know Charlie's going to have a I think will have a great year. Plus, he's durable and he's he's rugged. Mm-hmm. You know, his body is what can take the the hits, and you know he's kind of built more like Ray Bork than a typical defenseman. He's kind of stocky and. And, and well, he plays Bills. big minutes. He's he's a shutdown yeah. defenseman. I think yeah. he's the top five on five D man in the league, I believe. Yeah. 
if those power play numbers come up, you're going to have, you know, a guy who's going to be, you know, top three to five in the Norris, you know, for most of those years, if not win a few. Absolutely. So the Bruins open up Saturday night uh, against the Dallas Stars, and then they have, like, they don't play till Wednesday yeah. or something. It, their schedule is just so screwed up. It is. But they'll play one game, and then they won't play again until Wednesday. And I think that they'll make the playoffs. It's really going to come down to the centermen. I mean, if they lose Bergeron for any time, they could be in real trouble, you know, because they, they are not deep with center ice. And I just, I'm just concerned that their lack of depth and, and overall talent in the center ice is, is a little concerning to me. And that's any type of injury, I think, up the middle is really going to hurt them. And uh, I hope that's not the case. And I hope that Charlie Quill will bounce back. I think he'll be better than last year, obviously. I mean, what do you have, 16 points? I mean, Yeah, I mean, he was playing on one leg last year, basically. So He'll be better, but is it going to be good enough to, you know, up the middle to, to really make a run again? And they don't have a ton of cap room when it comes to the deadline. No. I guess they couldn't be brusque, but who the hell would want him if you're looking to move him? Because that means he's not doing very well. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how creative they can be at the deadline and mm-hmm. how if they can stay healthy. And, of course, the goaltending is still somewhat of a question. Mark hasn't been great. You have him locked in at four years, $5 million a year, and then you have a rookie in Swayman who is talented, but you know, depending on a rookie, essentially a goalie. So that's another sort of question mark. I'll be, I'll be happier a month in if the goaltending has been fine, then I think it'll be fine. But – you never know with goaltending, so yeah, I think they'll I think they'll make the playoffs and yeah. probably fairly easily. I think they'll be one of the top four in that in that division. I mean, Tampa, Toronto, yeah. them, Florida, and then you know the rest. I think Florida's pretty good. I think that uh, Boston will probably be like a first round and out again. It'll be similar, I think, to what they've been. Maybe win the first round, maybe get in the second round. Um, I'm just not sure they're they have enough enough depth offensively the same issues they had last year bottom six scoring it's going to be really interesting to see if eric holla and nick felino and those guys can really bring some extra offense if they can then they'll be right there yeah absolutely if they can't then you're at the same you have the same problems you've had so it'll be interesting to see so that'll do it for this episode of the sportsmanship podcast we really appreciate everybody listening and hey you know let's do it again next week sounds good all right have a great week everybody thanks a lot bye